Welcome to Flyover Conservative Podcast with David and Stacey Whited, where we break down current events and examine culture through the lens of conservative Christian values. The family of a freedom teen who died in October of 2021 plans to file a lawsuit against Ascension St. Elizabeth Hospital in Appleton and several of its healthcare providers. Grace Scaras family claims that the doctors and nurses caring for the 19-year-old during a hospitalization more than a year ago violated her patient's rights when they listed her as a DNR, which means do not resuscitate without consent. They also say she was given a lethal cocktail of drugs that led to her death. And when family members asked for doctors to step in and save the young woman, they did not. The family filed paperwork today with the state, taking the first step toward a lawsuit they said will be filed soon. We not only hope and pray that justice will come for grace, but also for the hundreds of thousands of lives stolen by this medical tyranny. These crimes against humanity must stop. They need to be held accountable for their actions. We have made several attempts to contact Ascension St. Elizabeth Hospital for comment on this matter. All of those requests have gone unanswered. You know, over the last couple of years, uh, we've talked about a lot of issues. And uh, when it comes to children's education, when it comes to uh, the medical, when it comes to our finances, when it comes to our faith, one thing that just kind of is a recurring theme is it's up to us. You have to personally own this process. And uh, um, unfortunately, there's there's stories that have that have come along that have, that have you know break your heart and you see these things. Mm-hmm. And institutions that we've come to trust sometimes are not necessarily going to be there for us. We need to learn how to navigate those things on on the front end. And uh, today we're very honored to have Scott Shara here with us. Yeah. Hey, Scott. Thank Yay. you for joining us. Thank you for joining us. Tell tell us about your daughter, Grace. Well, Grace was an absolute gift from God. We were blessed to have her for 19 years. Uh, Grace had Down syndrome. She was extremely high functioning. And what I mean by that is, of course, God made her a certain way, but we also never vaccinated Grace with anything. And I think that had a lot to do with it. And then my wife did a Uh, just a great job of homeschooling. So Grace could read and write. She could public speak. Grace deer hunted with me. She could drive. I taught her how to drive a car. Wow. Uh, And she had a a fantastic sense of humor. You know, I think it's fantastic because she adopted my dumb sense of humor. So, you know, most people don't don't, don't think (laughs) I'm You appreciate her sense of humor. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Wow, she sounds like an amazing young woman. It was very inspiring to read her story and to be able to hear about her. And it's so sad to hear what the hospital did. I cannot believe it. Well, I can't either. I mean, it's still uh, it's still hard to believe. It's going to be two years coming up on October 13th of 23. It will be two years, two-year anniversary yeah. of Grace's murder. And, you know, I'm calling it murder because that's what it is. Even though our case is a civil case, the reality is what they did is so egregious that uh, it, it, you know, we said when we jumped in, if God opened up the door, we would walk through it. And he opened up the door to file this lawsuit and we're, we walked through it. And so why are we doing that? Well, first, let me just tell you why I say it's so egregious. I mean, they gave Grace a combination of meds 
Presidex, lorazepam, and morphine in a 29-minute window. That is That combination of meds is what they use to take out people in their last hour of life in hospice care. Those are not supposed to be given to somebody in a hospital. And the morphine package insert specifically calls those meds contraindicated and says, if you do give those meds to somebody, they can cause death and you're supposed to keep the reversal drug bedside and monitor the patient. When it came time to revive Grace, instead they had never monitored her. Once they gave Grace the morphine, which was the final leg of that stool in the 29 minute window, they no doctor or nurse came in the room whatsoever. And when it came time to revive Grace, my daughter Jessica was now in the room, physically in the room with her. I had been taken out by an armed guard three days earlier, but she, Jessica called Cindy and I at home. My wife's name is Cindy. And she just said, Dad, Grace's numbers are dropping like crazy. I said, get the nurses in. She said, I've been trying. They refused to come in the room. So Cindy and I started screaming, save our daughter. And they hollered back, she's DNR, which is do not resuscitate. And we ended up watching Grace die on a FaceTime call seven minutes after Jessica placed the call to us because nobody would come in and revive her. Well, we found out by looking at the records and then overlaying them with the phone records. Of course, you know, we we have a legal case. I mean, you've got thousands of hours of not just my time, but the professional's time involved with the case. Well, when you look at the details, you see the doctor put the DNR on Grace simultaneous with hanging up the phone with Cindy and I the morning of her last day. On that phone call, he told us how great of a day Grace had that we should work on nutrition. So anyway, that's you know, we we um, have been fortunate to be able to file. We're representing 1.2 million American families who lost loved ones in similar fashions mm-hmm. in the 39-month COVID era. So, yeah, that's what we're doing full-time now. It's amazing. So the news story that we watched to open, um, that was before or right as the, the court case was starting, but you filed the court ca- case in April, and some things have happened since then. So you kind of fill us in a little bit about that? Yeah, that news clip was on March 30th. That's when we held a news conference. We had to file. There's a hoop you have to jump through in Wisconsin where you have to file a a request with the director of of state courts for mediation. So once that time period expired, then the judge could hear our case, at least hear it, have the first hearing. So then March 30th went to April 11th, which is the day we filed the case. The uh, defense, which was Ascension Hospital System, five doctors and two nurses had until May 15th to respond. They all did. And one of the defense attorneys wrote a motion to partially dismiss, which the judge could hear legally starting on June 29th, which was the 90-day window for the mediation request. So then he heard that on uh, July 14th, and we were exceedingly blessed because not only did he hear that motion to dismiss, but he also uh, scheduled the three-week, the first jury trial in the country. It's a three-week jury trial starting on November 4th of 2024, the day before the presidential election. Wow. And this has never been done before. Never been done with in, in a, the COVID era, we'll call it. Yeah. You know, so, you know, I consider COVID a a whole psyop, but so I just call it the COVID era. So during the COVID era, there's never been a jury trial yet for a, a hospital death. So there's been, you know, obviously malpractice cases and things like sure. that, but this we're, we want to take the 
this situation beyond malpractice because malpractice has an incidence of negligence. Here, through all the research that I have been doing, I see that it, this is way more than an accident. These are intentional deaths that are um, done by hospital systems because the government is paying them bonuses to literally mm. kill people. So that's that's the essence of the lawsuit. So, of course, there's a malpractice component to it, but we really need to get into the intentional piece of it so that the entire country is on notice as to what's mm -hmm. going on. And specifically, the doctors and nurses in the country, that's why we sued them, so that the rest of the doctors and nurses in the country know that you are going to be held to account. You cannot use the excuse of following protocols as the reason for doing something that kills somebody. And you were already, uh, you know, aware. I mean, you guys were using ivermectin with Grace. You guys were, had gone through that process, but her oxygen levels went low. So you were just taking the emergency room to get some oxygen because you were following what was told you were told to do if oxygen levels went low. Is that correct? That's true, and it requires a little bit more explanation in two regards. Number number one is Grace's oxygen had only dropped to eighty eight percent. But we were led to believe that that was an emergency. I have found out subsequently it's not. When mm. somebody gets a cold or flu, their oxygen drops into the 80s. That's normal. We never had a baseline. So we really had no business monitoring Grace's oxygen. And because we were monitoring it, we ended up taking her to the hospital. If we would have never taken Grace to the hospital, she'd be alive today. So what motivated all of that? And that is really an important thing because Satan is going to use the same tactic again. It's always lies, deceptions, and fear. Yeah. And I bought into the fear propaganda enough that I lost my common sense and my critical thinking. I took my daughter to the hospital. And this fear propaganda is going to happen again. I don't know how it's going to rear its head next time, but that's Satan's pattern. And you know, out of all the things I could tell somebody, you know, we we stand on Genesis 50:20. What what you meant for evil, God meant for good, the saving Amen. of many lives. So we're trying to save people's lives physically by, by sounding the alarm that these hospitals are killing fields, but more importantly, spiritually. So how do you save yourself spiritually? Well, God did not give us a spirit of fear. Mm -hmm. And we lost our daughter, Grace, because... I did not rely on God at that moment. Of course, I've repented of that, but you know, my daughter's not here. And I don't want anybody to ever make that same mistake again. That is huge. And you guys are helping a lot of people. When you go to Grace Shara, it's spelled S-C-H-A-R-A. -A, so Grace, S-C-H-A-R-A dot com. Um, you can register for the newsletter, which highly recommend doing that. Mm -hmm. It comes right up. So updates on Grace's story, what's going on with it, the court case. You can donate there as well. Highly encourage you to do that because you guys are using your own money. Uh, for the court cases and all of that. So donating to that. When you scroll down to the bottom, it's going to take you to another website, though. I highly click on uh, cl click on Our Amazing Grace. It's going to take you to ouramazinggrace.net. When you do that, let's talk about uh, the different forms that people can get um, for hospitals to sa save their own lives or loved ones' lives. So the warning I'm telling people about hospitals is that they have become extensions of the federal government. So the mm -hmm. federal government sets the standards of care through the Center for Medicaid Services. Those standards of care, under the guise of balancing the budget, are designed to kill us. So, you know, you think chemo and radiation, anybody that knows anything about cancer knows that chemo and radiation do not work, but that's the standard of care. All right. So these standards of care are what they also use during COVID. So now if you're awake to what I'm saying, 
you've got to prepare yourself. So the first preparation, of course, is be healthy, stay out of the hospital if you can. Yeah. But if you do need to go to the hospital, you'll see on the, <clears throat> on the very top of that website, you'll see a number of tabs. And the hospital rescue tab is what I would direct people to. Get yourself educated on informed consent. If we would have had informed consent, Grace would be alive today also. So that's a very important thing to get educated on. Get yourself educated on the forms you need to go in. We have the links there. You can print them. And you know you need a power of attorney form. You need an advocate in the hospital with you. You've got to have a medical directives document. No form can ever save your life. That's not the purpose of a form. But it gets you in the mindset that you're prepared. And one last thing I would say about being prepared is their goal is to have you sign over your rights when you walk in and never do that. Don't ever sign the fake pad with the fake pen. Get the printout of what you are signing for your admission. Read it over. Make sure anything where you're signing away rights, you cross off an initial so that now you're going into the hospital prepared. You're prepared to just hire them for the specific thing that you need in the hospital and then get your rear end out of there because your life depends on getting out as fast as you can. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's huge. I didn't even know that you could do that, Scott. I didn't know you could put a line through it and refuse something like that. That's great to know. Well, it, it's it's critical to know. I mean, I all these things, you know, I'm awake to it now and that's why I share it. But I mean, I, I look at it in history and I think, how did I even fall trapped to this? Mm. Well, I mean, you end up getting, that's why my podcast is called Deprogramming with Grace's Dad. You end up getting programmed to think a certain way and it's all by design. You know, that, there's links. Had, Go ahead. There's links. There's links to your podcast when people mm -hmm. go to uh, com. It's again, if you're on the treadmill or mowing your grass or something, it's Grace G R A C E. Then S C H A R A dot com. Mm -hmm. Now from there, there's links. So we'll put a link. I want to put a link below directly to your Rumble channel where, where people can listen to this because there's a lot of people that are going to hear this. Like this is a few minutes we have to speak with you today. There are a lot of people, lot, lot, way more than there should be. There are a lot of people that are going through these circumstances one way or another, they've, they've lost a spouse, a father, they've lost, you know, they've, they've gone through this or, or someone is now uh, disabled. They've been harmed. They've been hurt, you know, by maybe uh, medication subsequently. There's a lot mm -hmm. of things going on here. The, the thing that I just have going through my mind watching you, um, we spoke for a few minutes before we went live. You're, you're such a, a pleasant, kind man. You, 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 you I, I literally, I can, I could just feel the peace of God on you mm -hmm. when we were speaking, even before coming on. Like if I knew nothing about the Lord, I would, I'd want to know like, hey, what's his deal? Mm -hmm. Like what, uh, what it is uh, about this man. Um, no, no, no parent should watch their child, uh, be, if, if, if they were in the military and ISIS captured them, you know, that kind of a thing, let, let alone in a situation where it's an institution that we trust. Mm -hmm. What you went through with that FaceTime call and your, your beautiful daughter, Jennifer, I think, Jessica, Jessica, Jessica I saw her. Yeah. You guys are all working together as a family on this. A apparently, you've, 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 and I'm sure in your podcast you get into this, but you've obviously walked through this and worked these things out on the inside. Uh, with yeah. you know, with with that, you're, and then you're and then you're taking it and putting your actions and moving forward, you know, to to be productive with that pain. But what advice do you have, or what words do you have for the people that are watching? That are like, I'm I'm broken. I went through a loss, but maybe I don't have what this guy has. You know, um, how what advice do you have for people on personally inside of you, not the institutions, everything else? 
you went through something that I can't imagine any parent having to go through. How do you, well, have you ended uh, up where you are? Very few people have asked me that question and it's maybe the best question that somebody could ask. And, you know, before God can use somebody, he's got to break you. And, you know, I'm a stubborn man and he took me through an awful lot to break me. You know, three days after my daughter, Grace, was murdered, I ended up in a different hospital and I just about died on October 16. Hmm. And now I'm sitting in that hospital and they turned me around, which is an interesting story because I think God put me in that hospital and they treated me 180 degree different than, than how they treated Grace. I think he did that on purpose so I could tell this story objectively. But what he did in that hospital to me is after he broke me, you know, you think what's really on people's hearts is they can't forgive the person who murdered their loved ones. Okay, mm -hmm. so that's sure. what people, how did you do that? And the answer is I didn't. I didn't do anything. God did it. You know, if we can forgive somebody who murdered your best buddy, there's no gospel. Because I could, if I could do that on my own, I don't need God. Mm -hmm. You know, so he did that without me even asking. And I, I mean, he obviously knew I was going to become a full-time researcher advocate and, and in this fight, I mean, I'm, I'm on the front lines every day. I mean, I had no idea I was going to do this, but he did. And so in order to prepare me, he had to make sure I had the spirit of forgiveness. And so he did it while I was in that hospital. Wow. Because I see people a lot of times though, they're walking through life with some offense of, Somebody wasn't nice to them in the store and they're mad about it five years later when the store, you know, like, like, you know, these kind of, of things and they choose to hold on to it. God gives you the, you know, the, the ability to go through that, but you also have to be in agreement mm -hmm. and you have a free will. And so that's a beautiful thing to see come together. And it's a good sign of what's possible mm -hmm. for people and is incredibly necessary in this time because there's been a lot of hurt and a lot of pain and way too much loss. I, I agree. I mean, it's different. You know, the spirit of forgiveness doesn't mean people are not going to be held to account. Those are two different things. Sure. Yeah. I want these, the you know, the doctors and nurses who murdered Grace, I want them to repent. That's different than they need to be held to account. And that's why I think people don't see those as separate. You know, and I think churches, you know, they're they're partially guilty because they don't they don't preach the gospel accurately. They preach these principles in silos, but they all these principles work together. I mean, God's mm -hmm. God's word is is it's the whole thing. It's just not one thing, you know. So can we get justice and forgiveness at the same time? And the answer is yes, we can. Amen. Scott, thank you so much for joining us today. Again, Flyover family, you can go to Grace Shara. That's S C H A R A dot com. Make sure you register for the newsletter. Um, you can also go to the other website from there, which is Our Amazing Grace. Dot net to get those forms as well and uh, donate donate to their cause um, because it's so important that's a way that we can link arms and help in this fight because you know we get this in place it could save mm -hmm. your loved ones as well so thanks again for your time Scott we really appreciate it The misinformation poses a threat to our nation's health. Climate change is an emergency. Democratic socialism. Codified. Everyone's right to choose. Hell yes, we're going to take your AR-15.
we hold these truths to be self-evident. All men and women created by the goal, you know the, you know the thing. We will shut you down. We will cite you. And if we need to, we will arrest you and we will take you to jail. Period. I wasn't thinking of the Bill of Rights when we did this. But no amendment, no amendment to the Constitution is absolute. God actually spoke to me. He spoke about sacredness. He said to me, Kim, what I place in many, many people is sacred. And if anybody touches what is sacred to me, then it is the end for them. So what I've done in the United States of America is sacred. And there are people on every side that are trying to destroy what I deem sacred. And it's not going to happen. This is the definition of criminal conspiracy, racketeering, and collusion. This is not a theory. This is evidence. Because I have upheld this country to spread a light to the rest of the world. When you choose to go against the sacred thing that God put into the very heart and the soil of this nation, this was sacred to God. This reawakened tour is literally what it means. It has reawakened the American heart. Are you having a hard time sleeping at night thinking, what am I going to do about my finances? You know, times are really changing. They're changing fast. Let me give you a quick example of how in 1920, if you had a $20 bill and one ounce of gold, you could go into any men's clothing store and buy an entire suit. Wow. The, the jacket, the shirt, the belt, shoes, the whole bit. Today, that $20 bill, what's it going to get you? Not much. Maybe the socks, maybe a <laughs> handkerchief, but the one ounce of gold could still buy you the entire suit at any men's store in America. That's the difference. That's what inflation does to your dollar. It's a deflating dollar caused by inflation. Now, today, that's happening faster than ever. You need somebody that you trust that can help get you out of a fake currency and into something that's going to keep you safe. And we know a guy that has two PhDs by the name of Dr. Dr. Kirk Elliott. We have known him for over 25 years, and he's someone we completely trust. You need somebody that you can get a hold of, somebody that's going to be there for you to get back out of it, and then maybe back into the stock market, maybe back into something else when things settle down. But right now is not that time. You need somebody that you trust and somebody you can call and make those worries go away. That's exactly right. So you can go to flyovergold.com. Dot com, fill out your information for a free consultation, or you can call 720-605-3900. Do it today. You'll be glad you did. Hello, Flyover family. Join me every Wednesday for the Prophetic Report at 1111 Central. You can find it on Rumble. You can find it on the Flyover app. We have such an incredible time of hearing from all of these different prophetic voices like Robin Bullock, Julie Green, Barry Wunsch, Amanda Grace, and Hank Kuhneman. Every week, it's either five or six different prophets that are speaking. And what's interesting is God is speaking through them. And all of these voices come together like puzzle pieces. It is so exciting to hear what the Lord is saying. We're hearing from medical. We're hearing from military intelligence. We're hearing from the financial world. We're hearing from mainstream media. But the most important is, what is God saying? 
He has not fallen off the throne. He's not nervous. He's not chewing his nails. He is in control. He has plans to prosper us and not to harm us. What a great time to be alive. And I'm so excited for you to join me every Wednesday at 1111. For more great content, go to flyoverconservatives.com.